Hey guys, welcome to another episode of AA for Entrepreneurs. We are here with Dave Barr today with from Fish Shit. So welcome. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> good, good. Right. Great, you know, suffering through Sober October, day two. Like, <laughs> yeah, trying to push through. <laughs> Got that like gnawing, like caffeine withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I've been uh, getting plenty of my caffeine. <laughs> like, can't, you can't live without it. Don't oh, forget man, it's, that. It's so hard. But you know, I, I did this last year too to cut out caffeine. And really, it's like the first two or three days are tough. And then you kind of like get over it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I can just... I'm pretty much the same. I just don't drink coffee. Yeah. And then once you drink that first cup, you're like, right back, back in. Square right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need it. That's what happened to me. I think I quit coffee for like a month. And then I just made the mistake of just taking a sip and being like, coffee's good. I don't want to quit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you get that right back in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if for the people that might not know who Fish Shit is, tell, us, tell them a little bit about what y'all do. Sure. Uh, so Fish Shit is the uh, flagship product of Fishhead Farms. And um, it is a probiotic for your plants, in the simplest terms. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. I mean, it really is a probiotic for your plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Interesting. It's like yogurt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, in this entrepreneurial landscape? Uh, so I started uh, my first business in 2011 which was the uh, fish farm and hydroponics. So I started off with the aquaponics model in mind, mm. um, you know, back yep. in 2011, with uh, raising the Bar family farm. Yep. And was that with the intent of um, probiotics for plants? It was, uh, it was always part of the plan, yes. Yeah. So that came, the, the fish shit in that formula came later, um, you know, just because it took that long to, to develop it. So a lot of observation of, you know, starting with the plants and, mm-hmm. you know, how, it, because when I first started it, I knew, I knew nothing really about um, uh, agriculture, mm-hmm. you know, in a commercial sense. Uh, I was a high school chemistry teacher uh, starting, you know, in from uh, 1999 up to 2011. And, uh, you know, I continued teaching even after I started the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so once I started the fish farm and the hydroponics operation, uh, a lot of it was you know, learning on the go. Dude, you would have been a cool teacher to have. No wonder why you two get along so well. Man. It's all clicking in my head now. Chemistry, so all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what what makes your you guys? Well, actually, let's go, let's go even simpler than that. Uh, kind of explain to people what the difference is between hydroponics and aquaponics. Uh, so aquaponics is where you're using the fish uh, to provide the nutrients for the system. Uh, so, you know, essentially the plants, you know, and what all plants do, they live off of the shit from some other organism, yep. whether it's the, the shit from the worms, which, which in te- you know, at, if you really break it all down, it was all microorganism shit. Mm. So even in our own intestines, mm-hmm. the microorganisms in our own intestines, we eat their shit, <laughs> which, is, right. which is called amino acids and carbohydrates. Right, so the huh. but so if you think about it like that, the organisms in our gut shit out amino acids, so like carbohydrates, system. and lipids, and we are yes, you know, essentially. So it all works, you know, in the same thing of the plant roots. The, so the organisms that are eating, you know, whatever organic material in the plant roots, yep. they're shitting out carbohydrates, fats, amino acids, um, you know, along with the nitrates and everything. But that's mm. you know that that all so. 
you know, at the end of the day, that's what it is. So. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like our gut biome. It's kind of like they're tenants. They're our tenants. Mm -hmm. And we give them the space to live and in return, they pay us in nutrients. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly it, yeah. It is it a is. freaky thing to think that like right now, my skin is crawling with billions of bacteria. <laughs> it, it, it is, it, it, it is. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's and then of cool. course, hydroponics are just using nutrients instead of using the fish. So you're with the, the aquaponics is just closed loop basically. Everything Co is just correct. recycling through and I, I love aquaponics, like watching it happen. Uh, Jeff Latendre, I know you know him from CGA. Uh, yep, yep. He does aquaponics. Mm -hmm. Oh, does he? Yeah. It's so cool. fascinating just watching mm -hmm. everything get set up and filtering everything through and then having the, the shrimp on the roots to like eat anything bad that's on there. Like, it's mm -hmm. crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Sorry, we're nerding out over here. On <laughs> stuff. And you know what? Mo, probably a lot of the people that are watching this sure. are probably like looked, looked you up and was like, oh, you know what? Fish shit. That's, that looks like a great product. What's what's this about? And then they, they're kind of clicking on here and here they are. Mm -hmm. So when you first, when you decided, all right, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to chase this entrepreneurial dream, but I'm not going to really let go of the teaching job yet. I feel like I'm actually in that boat right now. I'm not a teacher, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of like, I'm half, half out the door. So is that kind of what you did until you realized that, oh, I can make a steady income from this? Uh, no, it was more that just pure economics. I needed a job to put money on the, you know, yeah. to put food on the table. So, you know, without having a, a large, you know, without having a, a, you know, backer with very deep pockets or having a, having enough money where you could, you, you know, you could give yourself, um, you know, years to lose money, then you have to, you have to do something on the side. You know, and um, that is the that that is the hard part about you know doing it, uh, starting your own business mm -hmm. is if you you know if you don't have the deep pockets or the backer, then you have to you know Work. do double duty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that completely. Like I, I we we spend so much time building the business, haven't you know made money yet for ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's part of the game. And like, I don't even have time most of the time to like work part time. It's like, shit, how does, where's the money come? <laughs> like, yeah. Just like yeah. kind of push through and push through. Like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're feeling, and that, that is the hard part about entrepreneurship yep. is it's the perseverance. And my wife and I often talk about that because I decided to do this, you know, in, in my genius to, you know, be in the teaching for 10 plus years and, and then decide to up and change the direction completely. Mm. And kids, mm. wife, mortgage, you know, obligations. And, you know, those don't go away yeah. when you want to start the business. <laughs> and so, you know, but when you have something and you believe in it, it's that perseverance. It's how much in grit, you know, so because, mm. you know, and we've often, um, you know, because at times it's very, you know, it's difficult. You know, it puts a lot of strain on relationship, yeah. uh, you know, your family, even extended family. Because yeah. a lot of times people look at you and be like, Where are you, you know, I, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, I don't know, can I swear on this? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, people look at, what the fuck are you thinking? Like you, 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 you left, you, you know, uh, your, your teaching, who, who quits a teaching job? You safety, know? right? Yeah. It gets rid of yeah. the safety you, 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 It is, it, you know, and I, and I, but I didn't want to, you know, yeah. I, it stopped being fun for mm. me. And it, you know, so, so that aspect of it, um, 
you know, I wanted to, to change direction, but, you know, and it, it was, it's difficult, you know, and I ended up having to go back to teaching because, you know, I, I over, I, I, or, uh, I didn't estimate correctly how much money I would have mm. before I started pulling, you know, bringing money in yep. to make money. You know, I, I, I had no idea, I had no clue. I just had a dream and I went for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you. That's and, what you gotta do. You know, timing is like, sometimes you don't choose your timing. Like, we're, we're in the midst of building a new business while I have an eight month old. Like, who decides to, to build a business on the verge of having a baby? <laughs> it's yeah. the stupidest timing it, ever. It, it is. It's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. You know? And I would say, don't do it. But on the flip side, I would say, do it. Fucking do it. You know? What do you, you know, like, at the, like, right at the end of the day, like... Uh, yep. It's the only way to breathe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's without it's like... I remember I, I'd have jobs where I'd pull into the parking lot and I'd grip both ends of the steering wheel and just scream, like, I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. Like, over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's the perseverance. It's because, like, you start to think, you're like, I don't want to go back to that. I can't go back mm-hmm. to that and maintain happiness. Mm-hmm. So with, with, the, with Fish, what sparked the idea? Um, well, being a chemistry teacher, science geek, uh, you know, in, in, in that environment, um, I was fortunate enough that at my uh, high school that I taught at, there they had a aquaculture program, mm-hmm. and uh, me and me and the other teacher were buddy buddy, and it, it, I, I you know and I would bring classes down there often, and once I had you you know I hit a point where I was like I I, I have to find something else, so now I started looking, and 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 we, we got to talking one day and. I thought that there was a, um, there was a, uh, a market there that mm-hmm. could be created w- with local uh, tilapia. There was, because back in, in 2008, uh, you know, to 2010, where I was really starting to, you know, make this decision, um, the, the, the local, that the, the, you know, local farming movement was just starting to kind of catch traction, yep. you, you know, and I, 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 I wish I had started, you know, obviously uh, three years before, because as soon as I started doing it, it seemed like there was a lot of people starting to get into it. Um, but there was some awareness and uh, I, uh, him, him and I, you know, we often went back and, you know, um, a lot of brainstorming together. And uh, I, I, you know, I felt like there was a market yep. for local tilapia and you know hydroponic, um, you know the aquaponic, uh, you know vegetables. And so the timing thing again, like it was like your understanding of the, the the biology of what comes from the fish shit, and then a it's like there's a problem, here's a solution. Like this fish shit could help all the farmers out, you know, like mm-hmm. in a, on a less expensive basis, most likely than having to use a bunch of expensive nutrients and everything. Right, right, well yeah, but that came, that came later though. If initially I was just, you know, gonna do the aquaponic model. Uh, Raise the fish, sell the vegetables. So, so if you look at, you know, that, that kind of model, your fish are, are break even. You don't make any money off of like the sale of the fish. But, the, but that, by break even, like that runs your operation. Yes. You know, it pays for yeah. the heat, pays for everything. You know, so that's a, you, you know, you don't make any money. But the vegetables, there's no, because you're already, you know, because the fish are the break even point, the vegetables are your pro- uh, profit, mm. you know? So that's the, you know, that's that model. 
And a lot of people tried to do it indoors, and which, which I totally d disagree with trying to do that, you know, or to, to do vegetables indoors is just economically insane. Yeah. It, you know, I was looking at all these people trying to do this in the, in the Midwest where they would, you know, they were, you know, getting uh, tilapia farms up and running, but they were doing it in warehouses. Mm. So not only did you have to heat the tanks of the warehouse, you had to pay for lighting, heat the whole building, you know, rent the building. But an outdoor aquaponics is all set up. Yeah, you know, like, so for, for, you know, it was more the growing part. So that's what, so I, I, I went a different route. I went into a greenhouse with the mm. whole operation so I could use the natural sunlight. Now that, you know, now I'm limited to, um, you know, the seasonal growth cycles, yeah. but that's a, you know, you get free sunlight mm. and that's your biggest cost right there. Mm. So there's no grow light even touching the sun, not even close, uh, like dropping the bucket <laughs> compared to the power of the sun. You know, that it's incredible watching outdoor plants compared to indoor plants, like indoor plants you could put the best light in the world on them, the strongest light in the world on them, and then throw a plant outside and you're gonna get better buds outside probably, oh, but it, thicker and... Yeah, 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 it's it's to, it's totally different animal. Yep. And, you know, but it's it, like economically, how can you go, now, now for cannabis it makes sense, because yeah. of the price points, but to grow tomato yeah. or to grow lettuce under grow lights, into, even if they're T5s or whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's just economically, it's not, it didn't, and it didn't work. A lot of these places, it didn't work out, mm -hmm. you know? Um, if it if it did, uh, you know I, I don't know I but you know for me, you know that's why I went down that road, you know in the, you know and try to keep it a more natural environment. Yeah, you know you're gonna get a better flavor profile. Yeah. You know, or I, at least I think you know there's no you know I don't know if there's been any studies you know done or anything you know scientific like do you get a better tasting, um, you know ver with with natural sunlight in the full spectrum versus a mm. you know a, a grow light. I've seen know. greenhouse uh, cannabis at the same level as indoor. Mm -hmm. Usually with outdoor, it's just tough because you're, you're facing the elements. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you, you, it's getting rained on, bugs are eating it. Like, there's just different different things to worry about than indoors. So I think that's a major reason why, like, the quality is a little bit better. But mm -hmm. if you talk to everybody that's, like, in the know, Big Mike from Advanced Nutrients, Danny Danko works for High Times, like, they all say outdoor growing is the future for cannabis. Because like you're saying, it's just not economically sustainable to grow indoors, especially with thousand watt lights times a bunch, you know, it just, it's not, not cheap. It, it does, right, and, and now that the, with, with legalization, mm -hmm. that's, that changes the whole game because, you know, when it was illegal, you could run the lights, you got that price point mm -hmm. be, because of the scarcity. Yep. Not, now, now when Bud's, you know, going to be 10 bucks an ounce, you know, <laughs> right? Like, that's where it's going. Outdoors. Outdoor, but it's, it's going to be, it's, it's so, so all the indoor, it's just going to, you're not going to be able to compete, you know, on, yeah. un, un, you know, maybe in niche markets, but yeah. And it makes sense why people say, like, outdoor is the future, because buds that are grown under the sun are just better. They, they found a direct correlation between UVB rays and uh, resin production, cannabinoid production. So I think the, the whole thought process is that the UVB uh, or the resin, the cannabinoids help defend the plant against the radiation. So inside, you're not gonna really have that unless you supplement with UVB lights. So maybe sense. that's, mm. and that's a, that's a real good perspective too. When the price is gonna go way down, it's gonna be just like lettuce. Yeah, and carrots. So, so it's like it's not even going to be worth growing in, inside, right? Yeah, they'll have like that small craft, like 
niche market that they could attack, but most people just want to smoke weed. Right. Yeah. If, I mean, if the if the out you know and you know the outdoor uh, you know it's, it's comparable in quality to the indoor. Yep. You know? Nobody's gonna care that well, yeah. no, I can't say nobody, but majority of people just won't care. If it's eighty no. percent as good as indoor, they're gonna be like, eh, whatever. Cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> and once it's all you know, you know, once you grind that up and put it in a joint, it, you know, nobody's gonna know the difference. It, you don't right. know where it came from. You know. Yeah, we grew some white wood outdoors, and that that smoked so good. I think so. Yeah. It's nice and smooth, and just because again, like outdoors, you don't need to use as many nutrients either. Like you can build your soil. And yeah. then you build your soil and you build your plant. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. Like we probably fed seven times through the season. Yeah, twice a month. Wow. Like <laughs> it's barely. And then we we put you know compost teas and stuff like that to help break everything down. Mm -hmm. But the the difference between that and indoor growing, like indoor growing, I I had a schedule of watering and feeding Monday, Wednesday, Friday every single week, never failed. And then I would do my other stuff Tuesday, Thursday. So every day I'm just like packed with stuff. Mm -hmm. Outdoors were like. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Until now. Until now. That's it. Yeah, now, it's now. Like, now it's like, oh, what do we do? Like, There's so oh many plants. There's 200 pounds of flour we need to cut and trim by hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I, this year I didn't, I didn't do much outdoor. You know, just the fit, like the fish ship business yeah. is now, now we're at such a point that That's is scale. consuming, you know, because, you know, it literally is handmade. Yeah, you know the way the way that I make the the fish shit. That's awesome. Um, so it takes a lot of you know now that the volume is up, it takes a lot of my time. So I didn't do you know I did a I did a little patch of autoflowers you know. Uh -huh. So I'm done. It's in my jars. You know I'm, nice. I'm good for the good you for the I'm good for the winter. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's why I did the autoflower. Yep. You know it, you know in New England you just get that you know every year I did my greenhouse crops. You know you battle on that. That that bud rot this time of year, and so, uh, especially yeah. with cannabis genetics, like traditional cannabis genetics, with us with with hemp, we're seeing opposite. Like there's there's spots where a borer will come through, it'll shit on the nug, and the nug will start rotting and just dry out and die. Mm. I've never seen that on traditional cannabis. I've always been told that it's systemic. When it gets to your plant, it goes systemic, and your plant's screwed. We are seeing. I, I, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So and, and you know, and it's strain specific too. So even an outdoor. One strain might be loaded with a mildew, mm -hmm. yep. and the other strain's got nothing. You yep. know, and that's that's a lot a lot of fun with you know trying to pick the different strains for you know New England outdoor. You know, the yeah, guy, the, all of it, mo or most of the genetics were bred for California, right? Humboldt, Colorado, Colorado, and then we we come here, and it's like totally different. Yep. But the the good thing with the legalization and it being more accepted is that people are starting to grow and, and mm -hmm. pollinate things here so it, everything's getting more acclimated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like so our genetics have been here for three years now, it's the third year, and it's just crazy seeing them compared to, we got a row of genetics from somebody else that's pretty new to the region, mm -hmm. the whole road got bud rot. Yeah. And there was yeah. the worst looking plants, the lockiest looking plants, the smallest looking plants, huh. the ones that have been here for three years. Well, Eight feet tall, oh, 10, yeah. 15 feet Hey, what are all wide? these like gorilla gr growers that have been growing in, you know, around here <laughs> since like the seventies? Where are those guys? Why can't they? They got to come out and you yeah. know tell us young kids how to how to do this. <laughs> yeah. you if, know, if what street? There's because there's guys, there's people out here. They know, you know. But the problem is a lot of the, the old timer guys that are like against legal cannabis kind of they're like ah this is bullshit i went to jail for this and now anybody it can is, smoke and i'm like it yeah, is it is but it's the name of the game it, yeah like, it sucks you know and they, and they were used to getting five grand a pound too yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like damn it 
Legalization, cut right in. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so right, right about now, like what's taking up most of your time? Uh, actually, you know, uh, brewing and producing the fish shit and bottling it. Okay. So, so that that is sure. yeah, and then you know, and then you know, part of that would be uh, scaling up too. Uh huh. But most of it right now is. So you guys don't have bottle fish. filling machines. You're filling by hand. Everything is done by hand. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Have you thought about like uh, scaling up yet? Uh yeah yeah. So we're in we're in the the you know I'm putting plans together to to start doing that. You know, which is easy. Like in my, you know, I can I can work within my existing you know facility right now. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of it, you know, I was still be part of it's being used. Like I've got, you know, the bottles and stuff like that. I keep in there, which you know I got to get those output now. So there's a plenty of space to expand. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. But you already have like a plan for expansion. Yeah. Just executing. Yep. Nice. Yep. You know, and when when the when the need is there, because we're still. Um, you know, we're, 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 you know, right there, ready to, you know, go to the next level. Yeah. How many, cause you guys are global now, right? Mm -hmm. As how many countries are you in like now? So I know what, besides United States, um, we, we are not, I don't think we're not in Canada stores, mm -hmm. but we've been, you know, uh, getting our fingers into the Canadian market a little bit in the UK. Mm. Um, you know, and I know that it's kind of made its way uh, outside of the UK and into into Europe, and nice. you know, so it's around. But I, you know, we've been you know selling in you know shipping pallets over to the UK. Wow! Uh, wow so that's they, big move. Yeah. Hand filled pallets. That's it. <laughs> that's yes. <a> lot of <laughs> <work>. <laughs> Everything. It's hand fit like the whole like the whole operation. You know, all done by hand. You know, it's like a like a like like I equate it to a. Um, like a really high end cheese making operation. Because mm, okay. if you look at something like, if you, you know, you like, like the, um, you know, like, uh, you know, the Italian Parmesan cheeses that they, that they make with, you know, the really high end stuff, you mm -hmm. know, it's still all made, you know, everything's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, hands on work, you know, because, the, you know, the more, the more automation, um, the, the harsher it is mm -hmm. on the organisms. Makes sense. So, so you want you know you want to treat treat them with kit gloves and you know. Get, I'd imagine it'd be hard to have automated stuff too, because then like if you don't clean it out all the way, there's like bacteria left over. It's just it seems like a lot more issues could arise from having it automated too. So I see why you held back on it mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, more really more than just the expense. Really, yeah. it's yeah, it's cheaper for me to you know do fill the bottles up you know than you know. That's why you're immune to the smell. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you're around. I mean, I do, you know, you guys must be getting pretty good because it's usually it's all over me right now. And uh, usually when I walk into a place, people are like, oh, I can't smell that. Like, no. like, <laughs> <laughs> we're nose blind dude, too. It's like when we go out in our field, we're like, oh, wow, it smells like a cherry Tootsie Pop. And everybody else is like, it smells like weed. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, all right. <laughs> Very well. Exactly. I don't even like smell of cannabis anymore. Like, it's like. The, the skunky smell that everybody says. Like, I never smell that. I smell right, like right. The, the terps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you stop you stop smelling the, the, the big smells. Yep. Which is kind of, which kind of, I, I don't really like because then I don't know when I smell like weed. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. Like, I don't know. I like walking over, you know, you go like, someplace yeah. and you know, it, it's Usually this is how I know. I walk in and people go, 
Yeah. You walk by somebody in an aisle and they, they turn their head and they yep. get a shit eating grin on their face like, oh. <laughs> or if somebody like behind me, hey man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, dude, It's all legal, man. <laughs> I have people like I work DoorDash part time and like I deliver to a lot of colleges and stuff and so many of the time they're like, hey bro, you wanna hit my vape pen? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, like I don't trust any vape pens that don't come from me, you know? <laughs> right, but right. It's just funny how everybody looks at me and like, I know he's a stoner. I just know it. <laughs> Got that vibe. How, so were you passionate about cannabis prior to the whole Fish shit movement to, to the aquaponics. You, you, you know what? Uh, not not really. Mm. Um, you, you know, it was always uh, I was a fan, but not never like you know like I didn't really grow very much mm. before I got into um, you know the agricultural part of you know when I was teaching. You know, it really wasn't part of. Mm. You know, I just didn't didn't really do it. You know, just people had it, I'd smoke it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yep yep. So were you really interested in, like, when you were growing up, like, say, uh, middle school, high school, were you really interested in science, or were you, did you have entrepreneurial tendencies? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I was always, uh, you know, I was always a nerd, always geeking out, you know, but I had that, it, it, it was, um, uh, I, I went into college uh, to get a chemistry degree. And at the time, you know, I didn't really think much of, much about it, but but you know, getting a chemistry degree, that's like the, you know, the, the king king of the king of the nerds right there. <laughs> yep. like, you know, like but it didn't really register, so I was like, oh, I guess I really am like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So did you do anything like uh, yard sales or lemonade stands when you were growing up as a kid selling candy bars? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the lemonade stand, and yeah, I was always you know. Come awesome. up with one scheme or another. So you know, entrepreneurial stuff—it's always been there. It, it was, yeah, it was always there. And then even when I was teaching, I was selling real estate. I was always hustling. Hmm. You know, like, you know, real estate. I, I coached. Um, wow. You know. So you got a packed schedule for oh, a very yeah. long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I, I, I never would have even imagined a, a teacher as cool as you. Like, I've met you a few times and I'm like, all my teachers sucked. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm just like, if my teachers were like you, I might have actually enjoyed school, you know? Like, could have not never... hated science. Yeah, I, yeah. I literally, like, I, I tell them that all the time. I'm like, dude, I fucking hated science in uh... school. It was my, I, like, I purposely took no science classes my junior and senior year. I just was like, nope, music. Put me into music classes. and. It was just because of teachers and stuff. I never felt like anything was worth. I was just like, eh. You know what it is? I think a lot, because a lot of teachers, at least this is how I felt, a lot of teachers didn't like what they were doing. Yep. So it's like they were probably holding onto their steering wheel in the parking right lot, screaming. To yeah. You. Like, they didn't want to be there. These fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the passion. So yeah. every once in a while, you'll find a teacher that has passion for what they're doing, and they really love what they're doing, and it's. It's that that rubs off mm. to students, and when you, when you, when you have a teacher like that, he's like, "Oh wow, that is really cool." Now I'm interested, and it seems like that's the type of teacher that you were really interested in. What you did? You teach chemistry? I, I taught chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that was, that's pretty much the reaction I would get. The kids would, you know, like, "This is my favorite class of the day." You know, what are we gonna blow up today? Kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. You know, it was just, it, just. Uh, be interesting. Mm. The, the, the students they want 
somebody they want you to be interesting they're they're they really are they're thirsty for that knowledge they 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 you know and if you're if you bore them to death with worksheets and yeah. you know if you worry too much about um you know make sure you got to hit that curriculum if you, you know as a teacher if you worry too much about that then it becomes stale and you're just all, all you are is worried about what's over your shoulders somebody got to say something to you rather than just having fun with it yeah uh, and um you know making it interesting for the for the students First is, thing, go ahead. is there anything right now that you're super nerding out about like every <laughs> once in a while i'll kind of like i'll go down a black uh, a rabbit hole on the internet and be like oh this is really tissue culture this is fascinating and i'll read all the shit i can about tissue culture is there anything that you're looking up right now uh you, you know not uh the other day i saw an article on uh warp drive uh-huh that that, that that you know some people are starting to write papers on it that it's like actually legit, legit. it's what? feasible yeah what's, what's warp drive well, like, like like star trek like, like star oh, trek like star wars yeah. faster than yeah. light travel yeah what? yeah there's start there's start there's a somebody wrote a paper on it you know they because they theorize so so now because they're gathering the data from they're, they're actually measuring the, the data coming from a black hole yeah much much like that movie um uh, interstellar. Okay. So, so they, so they had to figure out a way to get off planet, but they couldn't, they couldn't solve Einstein's equations, you know, because they didn't know the, the you know, the gravity waves or what, you know, I don't really know a heck of a lot about it, but yeah. you, you know, so they needed, they needed more information. So when they went, so, you know, Matthew McConaughey's in the black hole, got the data, and then they could figure it out and they could get off planets. Cause once you solve gravity, you know, yeah. like, then, then you can, you know, you can travel. Yeah, you, you, you can, you know, use, use that, you know, energy in the universe to, to propel yourself. Oh. But so that, so that there's a lot of, you know, it's like, there's like a bubble, you make, make a bubble around the, 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 you know, spaceship or whatever. And it like put, put pulls and pushes and say, I don't know, it's, 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 but it's good, but it's really cool. I'm like, I'm like, oh, so that, yeah, now I'm like reading articles. <laughs> yeah. Like, it reminds me of like, uh, I know it, a couple of years ago, I was reading up to like uh, invisibility, and I guess somehow there's a way to like wrap light around an object, and then by the time it reaches the other side, it reconnects, so that either wherever you're standing, you're seeing around that object, so it's like it's not even there. So it sounds like the way that you just you're describing what anti gravity is kind of like gravity kind of goes around it and then reconnects on the other side almost as if it's not there yeah yeah i don't i don't really i, I just was fascinated that were that they were actually legitimately talking about this wow you, you know so it was yeah cool. but yeah yeah so pretty, yep, pretty, i will nerd out on <laughs> shit like that you know. pretty soon we'll all have shoelaces that tie themselves huh? <laughs> i do think that like half the stuff they put in movies is like hmm can we do this? And then they put it in movies and they try to do it for a few years, 25 years, and then they tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is, everything comes from an idea. Yeah. I mean, if you're, sure. if you're crazy enough to think of an idea, someone else will be crazy enough to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time, right? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, if there's something, you know, I mean, if it is, you know, so like, which is kind of funny, because it's like, we look at all of, all of sci-fi, all, you know, and me, so me and me and this other physics teacher I used to work with, you know, we would we would sit there and we would geek out and we go, we, you know, so we just go through a list of stuff, you know, and every time, you know, so like invisibility, you know, 
uh, faster than light travel, teleportation, you know, wormhole. We'd go down the list, you know, and we would always get stuck on time travel. We always get stuck there. And so for everything you think of, I think time travel is the only one that's really we not. We might not be able to do really, that. I don't know if it is, I don't know. Yeah, not be Can able you go to back in time? Man. I don't know. I don't know. And it would depend too, like if, they, if they're really right about like alternative universes where like there's 10 of you in this type of situation in another universe right now or something mm -hmm. like that. If that happens, what if you get shifted when you're time traveling to a different you, <laughs> you know, like it's not even the same you, you wake up like, what the fuck am I doing? What is this planet? Why is it purple? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yep. That's it, that's, that's it, yeah. So, so it, who knows? Yeah, who knows? But that was, yeah, you know, so as we all, as we nerded out, that was the only one. You know? hey. No <laughs> yeah. answer, no answer for that. I want to teleport. And it's funny how, like, every time you, yeah. It would be cool, save a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, what about, shit, I need what, to get to New York. What Elon <laughs> Musk is working on, the new form of transportation, have you, have you seen that? Not like the railways, but he's thinking about like sending people straight up and as the world turns, you, you come back down. And he's saying that you can, get, you can go from one end of the world to the opposite end of the world in like two hours. Because you're, I guess you're shooting straight up and as the world is spinning and you're kind of like, traveling really fast downward and then you kind of land so you go up and then land and yeah. on the other side of the world two hours yeah um, that, hmm. you know I, I i that sounds really cool how, how yeah. do you negate for like you know wind resistance and you know right, you would yeah. have to like like couch shoot up at a certain you know like I, i'm sure you could calculate for that but and most people would probably know. get sick from that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, got ten thousand miles <laughs> in two hours it's straight up i bet you vomit <laughs> yeah the g-forces are probably nuts it's like a fighter pilot <laughs> yeah don't wear your nice suit. yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how would they, i mean yeah how do you get launched up you, you know you have to be going fast to be going straight up like yeah, to I escape mean, gravity yeah like the or most of the Earth's atmosphere, right? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. How, how You'd have to use like a like a rail gun or something like that, attached uh, to a yeah. rail gun, and you go. Isn't that how they like launch like uh, fighter jets from from the ocean? The kind of a rail yeah, gun not, yeah. Now they yeah they used to be like a steam catapult, but I think they're switching yeah. to the the electromagnetic. I always wondered how they yeah. that, how they're just like <laughs> they just take off. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Military man, that's how a lot of the interesting stuff comes about because you. You kind of really get stuck in a hard spot where you're like all right we need to figure this out we've got a problem in war and everything's at stake let's figure it out and then the, the solution comes about everything gets settled and then they're like all right well we figured this out here use it for everything now yep yeah a lot of it comes from that it's actually funny I was, i'm laughing because one of my like conspiratory minded friends put up something about how Russia said that they're getting a weapon ready for intergalactical war. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, well, I mean, but it is really cool. Like they, they released some of that footage of the, uh, the uh, Navy, hole. no, no, the Navy fighters tracking the uh, UFOs. Did you guys see that? The, no. oh, you guys didn't see that? No. Oh my God, this is crazy. So they, they yeah, they, they, so the, the video was from like 2016. Mm. So these uh, Hornets, F-18 Hornets, they were, they, they have, you know, like a, um, you know, a, a electronic pod that can use video and IR and everything to track targets. And so they locked onto these UFOs and they have the video of the UFO 
You know, and they're like, they, the, pilot, the pilots are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, you see that thing? What is that? I can't try it. We can't track it. It's going too fast. Blah, blah, blah. What the hell? And they were like, and then all, like, they were talking. And then it just like, they would track it for a little bit, and then they would, it just Gone. disappeared. They were like, the pilots are like, what the fuck was that? It was it's on video? Yeah, no, no, it's no, all over gonna, YouTube. I'm probably going to look it up oh, yeah. as soon as we're done with oh, this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, so, we'll so, yeah. So, so, you know, Putin saying that we might have to get ready for that. We might not be out of the room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying something yeah. about, the, the person who posted something about like a giant laser that they're getting ready. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> a giant laser. Fire <laughs> laser. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So, what, what are you, going back to like entrepreneurship, what do you think like one of the most important things you've learned? in this whole journey of this year? Um, it, it, it is the, the, the grit and the mm. perseverance. And if you have an idea, uh, you, you have to sacrifice to get there. And if you, if you don't have that, it, then, then you need to do something else. Yeah. You know, if you, can't, if you can't fight through those hard times, then you're not gonna make it Rumble. Were there any moments where you almost quit? Um, there were a lot of times when I wanted to, but uh, but it was never like it never seriously was going to happen. It's one of those things you, know? you get frustrated. Yeah, I'm sick of this shit, and then like a few hours later, you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was it was in between. So every once in a while, like once I left my uh, you know the, the job that I'd been there for a while teaching it was hard to keep a teaching job because then you become untenured and I would get laid off. So every time I'd be like in between, it would be really hard to be like, is this what I, do I want to keep pushing with this? Cause I still had to pay. I still had the, you know, I still had that, all that expense, you know, to, um, you know, to keep it going. And, uh, you know, um, but there, there was never a, never a serious, like I wasn't, you know, I always knew it was like, I'm, I'm, this is it. It's fish shit or bust, you, mm -hmm. you know? I love it. Yeah. All in. <laughs> it was all in. It didn't, you know, no stopping. Yeah, I really thought you guys were, have been around for like even longer as fish shit. Like when you told me you guys have been around for three years, I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Like I've kind of grown with, with you guys. Like obviously you guys are scaling way up, but I'm like, I started with two plants and now we're up to 130 <laughs> plus, plus nurseries and stuff, you know, it's, right, a, it's we're, we're building right alongside you guys. Awesome. It's yeah. awesome that you guys are a town over, like that's, that's even it's super right. cool. Uh, yeah. In, in New England, you know, in, you know, as, as you know, would expect New England is our, you know, yeah. biggest market right now, just cause that's where we've been selling into for the longest. And, yeah. you know, guys like you, uh, are, you know, like you said, you grew up where you started using fishing. You're like, wow, this stuff works, and mm -hmm. it becomes part of your repertoire. And that's, you know, that's why I, I like mean, it's so thing. it's so natural. Like if you look at all of the the competition, none of it is as natural as fish shit. And that's what really drew me to uh, uh, using it, it's because when we were looking at fertilizing um, the the hemp field, and I kind of like look back to how my father grew vegetables and it always used fish. So I was always looking right. up, yeah. I mean, even look at like the Egyptians with the Nile. The Nile would flood and it would, it would flood all of this beautiful silt and fish shit all mm -hmm. over and then they were able to really expand and now we have Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like- <laughs> Now we have our well, agriculture, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but like it was the same thing. So I'm looking up, all right, I know microbiology is super important to plant health. Uh, and 
It's just a matter of what kind of microbes, what mm. kind of microbes help plants. Thinking, well, it makes sense, fish. And then I, I find fish shit, I'm like, wow, look at all this. There's like this, I go on your website and there's a wheel of all the different microbes. Like, this is perfect. This is, and then I find out that not only are you guys local, but somebody that we know knows you. So I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom, go to a CGA meeting and link up. And yep. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool what you're doing. And thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, 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 now it's getting fun. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we've kind of broke, the, you know, because now, you know, like, you know, years ago, I didn't have people, you know, wow, really, you know, a lot of, you know, but Doing being excited. And, yeah. It, it's, you know, and, and go, you go to the, the you know, the, the shows and people are really excited to, they want to talk about their plants with you. They want to talk about fish shit. And it's, it's, it, that's now, now it's fun. Yeah. I bet, I, we definitely yeah, feel really that hundred percent. Like speaking on panels, like giving people growing advice that are twice our age, like this is shit that we didn't even think was gonna happen a year ago. You know, like <laughs> yeah. this wasn't even on the scope. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's honestly so humbling. I'm mm -hmm. sure you feel the same it, way. It, like, it is it's crazy. It, you know, and it's I love it. I love make I love making it. You know, for for you know you like you guys who are using it and putting it on the plants and you know your plants love it. Yeah. Happy plants. You we'll, know? we'll post a picture of, of the plant that we were trimming up yesterday, the other day for for uh, for harvest coming up here soon. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, literally. Uh, I wish I had it with me. I don't have my mug, but you can hide that behind it. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> on all I the notes. Oh really? Yeah. I remember wrapping my big hands big around and it's like that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Times like fifteen to twenty yeah. on multiple plants wow yeah we didn't grow like the christmas tree style we mm -hmm. tied everything down so the whole plant is tops oh cool yeah. 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 rosodendron yep <laughs> it is <laughs> it really is oh my god <laughs> yeah it really it's so funny like in the beginning we'd be working in the field i'd pull up to andy's house and be like oh andy's working now i'm like <laughs> you see him? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can't see shit. I know. So, huh? so in your growth, in your expansion, were there those moments where you hit like, wow, this is actually working? Yeah. There were, there were several points where it, it once, um, you know, in the, uh, in selling the fish shit that, um, we were like, yeah, was, like, wow, this is, this is, I think this is going to happen. Yeah, when we started, you know, we started getting stores and because we fought, we, we uh, uh, would sample, we'd give, give samples out to the stores yep. and they would give them out and then we would sit there and wait. So it was like fishing, you know, yeah. throw, throw, throw the bait in the water and wait, wait and see who came back for more. I like the analogy. And, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and so he's, you know, sitting there. And uh, you know, I, I feel you know. Sometimes you feel like feel like, like in uh, Jaws. Mm -hmm. You feel like Quint sitting there, and all of a sudden you hear the click, click. Like he's waiting right. for the shark. That first scene, yeah. you know, and you hear the click, 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 and, and then you start strapping in. You know, so that's why I feel like sometimes. You know, that's what I felt like when that first when that first, those first stores were like, hey, hey, yeah, we got people coming back that really like your product. Yeah, we'll take an order. Wow. You know, and that was like click. And then another store. Yeah, we'll take an order too. Yeah, as soon as up. You know, and then and, and then they would, yeah, okay, that's gonna be uh yeah, you know, where's your credit card? And they'd give us their credit card number. Yeah. Click click. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh 
fuck, this is gonna happen. Right. People laying down their cash for fish shit. And that, you know, and now, you know, and we've kept following that same model and you know, I'm sure you guys, yep. yeah, here's some samples, get those little sample bottles and you put them on your plants and you're like, you come That's back awesome. and you're like, you're like, you, you notice a change. Within a day or two, mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. If you go from not using microbes on your plants to then using fish shit, you're literally gonna notice it like that. And, and <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's when the people would come back, asking for the, people would ask for the product and that, you know, and so now it's, now we're, we're, we're click, 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 really? You know? yeah. And, and now it's just, oh. yeah. <laughs> Try, you know? So that was the big marketing kind of tactic was to give it, give yourself away. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, give yeah, it away. Jab, jab, right put it, put it in people's hands let them, let them see for themselves because you know with, with buying anything it, it, there's usually you you either buy it because you you tried it and you liked it and you noticed something so then you now you're like okay that's worth the money or you or a friend recommends it and and that's usually you know the the two the two ways mm -hmm. so now you know so if we give it to the people let them try it they're going to tell their friends about it yep Hundred percent. How did you uh, how did you come up with your logo? I love that. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. So the 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 logo. Really, really like actually like <laughs> taking it in and reading a fucking newspaper. <laughs> That's awesome. So so yeah. So um, he the the it just it like just hit me one day, you know, because I'm developing the product and I'm like, what am I gonna? I'm like, and it was just like, I'm just gonna call it fish shit. Now let's call it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came, you know, a name, and I described, you know, I just told a friend of mine. I said, "Hey, this, this is, this is what I'm thinking for a logo." Yeah. And she, she drew it up on a napkin, for, you know, on a piece of paper, wow. literally a piece of just, you know, scrap paper. Yeah. And you know, and, and then we went from there. That's it. You know, as like, bam, that's she it. hit it right in the first <laughs> shot. It. it was awesome. You know, yeah. So that's it. It's like, you know, he. he you know, that's what you look, you look like when somebody busts in you, you're taking a dump. When somebody comes in, you're like, you're oh, like. Oh wait, I didn't even notice the toilet. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, I've never noticed the toilet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that might be one of the greatest logos in the world. Yeah, I'm taking it all away. That's so great. We're going to pop this like right on the screen so you guys can like fully enjoy it too. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I want a t-shirt. Uh, yeah? I would wear that all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we got the, you know, um, you so you can buy, yeah, you can buy these on our website. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so we get the logo on our website and stuff like that. I'm, I'm coming up with some, you know, some other, you know, this is more of our promo kind of logo. But you know, we need you know, I want to come up with some more like fun, fun tees with some different stuff and fish shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so, it will sell. Yeah, yeah. You know, cool. This is uh, this has been really great. Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate real, it. Real pleasure. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, for our audience, where can people find you or find fish shit? Uh, so for to find fish shit, the best you know best place go to fishheadfarms.com and click on our store locator. And if there's no stores around you, buy off our website also. Or go to your store and tell them that they should carry fish shit. Yeah, it, done. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if they do not carry fish shit. You can and you can request a uh, free sample uh, off our website if you haven't gotten one. Yeah. But most of your local uh, hydroponic stores um, and and now gardening stores are starting to get into uh, you know the gardening because it works great on tomatoes. Yeah. You know, tomatoes. Your er, all your herbs. Yep. 
um, uh, everything. You know, everything. Put you put that shit in your on garden. <laughs> yep, put that shit on everything. <laughs> hey. a, I, wonder, I wonder how, you know, like, I, I wonder if, uh, like, like, I don't know if we can, we can yeah, use you that can say the put, radio. Put fish shit on everything. Yeah. Put fish shit on everything. <laughs> put, like, like, you know, like the, um, who's it? Yeah. The, the Frank's Red Hot there. Yeah. What to get Betty White to do it for we us. Need, we need one. We, yeah. You know, get Betty White to say, I put fish shit on everything. <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. if you listen, Betty, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Make sure if you enjoyed uh, what you watched or heard that you subscribe to the channel. And a uh, special thank you to Mary from Striking Beauties for letting us shoot her, her location, as always. Peace. Cool. All right. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah we could, hey, we could just sit here and nerd out for another one, you know? Yep. Oh, I didn't even get into the Mandela.